What's up, everybody, and welcome back to Dr. R.A. Vernon TV Season 2. Season 1 was something. I just wanted to introduce you to my safe, sexy wife. We just celebrated 24 years of marriage, and next year will be our silver. I'm going to marry her for the fifth time. Did I tell you I marry her every five years because I just love sleeping with her, kissing her, doing ministry with her, having babies with her, going through life, catching hell with her. I really do. We introduced you to our five perfect imperfect children you had a chance to see us kind of kick it together so many comments from persons in ministry persons in secular spaces who just said seeing the reality of family our real love for each other not faking like we're perfect how it all began just helped a lot of people so i go away and pray i'm like okay what is season two gonna do or do i do it at all kind of based on stephen covey's thought began with the end in mind I'm at a place in life and ministry where I don't want to do something just to do it. I'm too old to say oops, and time is more important than money to me. So I take time very serious with all that I have to handle. So I go away and pray. I consult Jesus and family and team. Like, do we keep doing this? Everybody said you have too much to say at this point in your life and ministry not to continue this. So that said, I'm in. Whatever I'm in, I'm in with both feet, baby. So let's do it. I ask myself, what would season two be about? If you put a gun to my head, there are two things I can talk about all day long, and that is relationships and leadership. I just love both. I think at some point in your life, there should never be arrogance, but the antithesis would be false humility. Know what you're good at, know what you're graced for, and do it with all you got. I love talking relationships. I love leadership. I lead thousands of people. I lead hundreds of pastors across the country who call me their pastor. So those two things are my oil. In season two, I want to lean heavy into relationships. Relationships uncut is kind of what we're naming season two. So you need to hang on, watch every podcast because we'll be talking relationship that is friendship relationship and marital relationships and parental relationships and just relationships in general and I don't know why but I've had a burden for the last six months so sit up in your seat to talk to women particularly single women I, I, I noticed something let's go here because tonight is going to be a bit polemical controversial so you need to call like 10 women and men and say, you need to watch this podcast because he went there. Some of you will agree, some of you won't. I I'm actually going to talk from the subject, lower your expectations. Lower your expectations. That feels funny coming out my mouth. I mean, I'm the go get it pastor. I'm the, I can do all things through Christ preacher. I'm the believe it, receive it, go get it. And yet there's this one area where I'm starting to ask myself, do I believe what I've always taught? Okay, let me just give you some background. I pastor thousands of people, as I told you. The majority of them, like most churches, are women. And the majority of those women are single women. And uh, I've been telling single women for two decades now, don't settle. Believe God for what you want in a man. And no matter what, don't lower your expectations, watch this. And then I said something powerful, uh, never marry potential, marry reality. Watch this, don't marry potential, marry reality. In other words, what they are is what they are, so don't marry potential. I don't know if I believe that as much as I used to. 
I, I don't know. I want to talk about something that I've had to deal with. Okay, let's just talk real. This is a podcast. It's not preaching, so we're getting raw. So somebody tells me, man, there's this cat just talking to single women about what they need to do and who they need to date and how they need to maybe reconsider all their expectations. And so I was like, what, who? And I'm gonna keep it real. I listened, I listened intently and I took a night and sort of listened to what he had to say. And uh, you know, sharp brother, we would, we would disagree in terms of uh, civility toward women. I think uh, always be kind in what you say to women, even when they're talking buffoonery, there's a way to hang up on them or get rid of them without ever talking down to them. So we would disagree in terms of civility toward women. I'm big on that. But because somebody lacks civility, don't mean they lie. Somebody told me some years ago to change my life. And they told me, because somebody's a hater, don't mean they're wrong. <laughs> don't forget that. And, and he argues that... Uh, Women, particularly women of a certain age, need to lower your expectations regarding who you want to marry if you ever get married, because at a certain age, he kind of calls it the danger zone, where if you don't sort of pick something or the next car coming down the street, you know, we're going to get into that a little bit. Here's what I want to talk about. 70% of black women are unmarried, according to a census of 2010. 70%. Now, I was thinking about where that reality or that number comes from. And a lot of that, of course, we know is the prison industrial system. And of course, a lot of the welfare laws. And that needs to be said quickly, because let me just say right away, many of you may not know this, but there were more black women married in the 50s and 60s than in 2022. Now, trip on that. More black women were married in the 50s and 60s. So the question becomes, what changed the game? Well, there was these welfare laws that said that it was in your best interest not to have a man because a woman with children and no man in the house received more government assistance than someone who had a man in the house. So a lot of women were like, you know what? I need my check. So you can stay here, you can sleep with me, but no, we're not gonna get married because it's gonna impact how I eat. Now, of course, here comes this whole prison industrial system and all these unjust laws that locks brothers up. Okay, let's throw it in there now. Same gender loving brothers. So between these welfare laws and the prison industrial system and now same gender loving brothers, the pot is getting smaller. So I used to teach and I really meant this. Hey, don't you settle. Don't you settle for no brother that doesn't meet everything you've been believing God for. I'm a pastor, but I'm going to say this on wax. I don't know if I agree with what I used to teach. I, I don't know if I agree with that. Are, are you telling me not to believe God? Don't put words in my mouth. You know me. Are, are you telling me not to have faith? No, but there is a sort of a fine line between faith and foolishness. There's this place called wisdom. I've often said that wisdom it's kind of the first cousin of faith. I mean, faith says if you believe for the job, then quit your other one. But wisdom says, no, you better wait till you got this job before you quit this other one because you got bills to pay and you got babies. When it comes to dating, I want to throw this out there. Let's just jump in it. What is the reality of every woman watching me, particularly black women, finding the kind of husband 
you've been waiting on at your age. Now let's go here because the younger you are, you have a different kind of thinking. The older you get, the more reality sets in that maybe what I'm waiting for is not coming. So I was, I was doing some interesting statistics and uh, there was this article, why one psychologist says it's time for black women to date white men. Did you hear that? Date white men, the pool has become so small that now they're suggesting maybe pick out of your race. And let me just give these to you. First, the number of black females begin to outnumber black males by age 16. For whites, this does not happen until approximately age 32. Second, black men are more than twice as likely as black women to marry outside the race. Black women are the least likely group to marry outside the race. Watch this, white men don't choose a lot of black women and marry them. Okay, so now let's go here. Should you marry outside of your race? Why should I even be considering this? Here is the reality. When you were 17, 18, 19, 20, it was like he got to be six foot five. He got to make a million dollars a year. He can't have no kids. He got to be handsome. He got to have this many degrees. And then you start seeing as you got older how many available black men fit those characteristics. Okay, let's talk straight. Those of you who are primarily 30 to 50, if you're watching this and you are single, 30 to 50 or so, even younger, how many men, okay, I'm really gonna get in trouble now because the more successful we get as black men, the more choices we have particularly the older we get. Now, I'm going here. Stop me when I'm lying, by the way. Uh, stop me when I'm lying. I didn't say stop me if you disagree. I said stop me when I'm lying. A, a, a man, look at me. I'm a long way from Denzel Washington, and I pray that Lady Vernon, God knows I want to go to heaven before Victory Rose Vernon. I, I'm serious. I want to go to heaven before her because I'm not trying to choose again. But let's just say Victory Rose Vernon went to heaven before me. It's going to be hard, number one, for me to date or get married because there's so many questions I got to ask but can I just throw this at you? Maybe even at 50 years old, if I just wanted to, I probably could be married again in a year or six months. And that's even if I wasn't Pastor Vernon or whoever. If I had a decent job, I'm a good man, I smell all right, I talk with civility and kindness, there's a lot of available women for a man even 50 years old. And can I argue I can marry somebody in their 20s if I wanted to? their 30s if I wanted to. I mean, stop me when I'm lying. What's the chance of a woman my age getting remarried in a year? Now, I said something that you missed. I didn't say, depending on how sexy you are, how well-built you are, I didn't say finding somebody to sleep with you. But there's a difference in somebody bending you and somebody bending the knee. Oh, did I say that? Yeah. I'm not just trying to get bent. Yeah. There's a difference between bending me <laughs> and smashing me and bending the knee and asking to marry me. So, I just started a whole lot of stuff. I feel the comments coming now. Pastor Brian, I love you, man. You tell me No, I love you. And so, I'm talking, watch this, as, as big brother, as pastor to some of you, as father figure, just someone who's concerned. Because why are you going here? Here's something that hit me. All the secular brothers 
or the secular teaching on dating, all this kind of stuff, you'll love this, is raw and real, but it don't have enough Jesus in it. All the Jesus teaching on relationships and marriage, it may be Christocentric, but it ain't raw enough. So I think one of my calls is to split the difference. It's to be God-centered, Christ-centered, but raw and real where you can feel it like that's truth he's talking. I'm talking to you straight. I think women watching me who want to be married have to change your mind and your thinking regarding what you have to have. Third, this is something big, for every one hundred college-educated black females, there are approximately 35 to 40 comparably educated black females. Now, this kind of structural inequity, this kind of structural inequity leads me to say that you got all these degrees and you're making six figures and you like, I'm not going to date down. You got to match me in order to have me. My question to you is where these brothers at? I'm talking to you straight. Who, who you, who? How, how many you know that's single? That's knocking down six figures, six foot five, no kids, all this stuff you said you had to have. Okay, Pastor, you've sort of made your point. Well, actually, you haven't made your point. You're just giving us a bunch of statistics. What is the big point? Let me get to it tonight. The big point is, I think, that quite possibly, this hurts coming out my mouth, that some of you are gonna have to lower your expectations. Before I go there, I wanna talk to you in terms of age group, first and foremost, and I was writing the scripture last night because I thought about something. To those of you that are 20 something, maybe 18, 19, please let your daughter watch this. Watch this with like 10 women. I know I'm gonna get a lot of feedback here, but let's just go here. First and foremost, I have two daughters. One just got married a couple of years ago, Shanae. She got married and, uh, in her 20s. And then I got my baby girl, uh, who's just barely a teenager, uh, in middle school. So I'm talking to you as a father. What have I learned? At this point in my life, now you should sit up and listen to me. Why? Come here. I'm serious now. Because I got like thousands of women at the Word Church in Cleveland, Ohio, and across the nation who call me their spiritual father. I do. I got first ladies of mega churches who call the house and say, hey, dad, where's mom? They see me as a father figure. So I got spiritual daughters. I'm raising two daughters. I'm married. I had a mama. So I care about you. I think we have been raising our daughters the wrong way. We've been raising them for the inevitability of singleness vis-a-vis the longevity of marriage. Yeah, so, so I, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a man with two daughters, so sit up and look at me, who I would gladly give my life so they could live. What you wanna say about it? I want my daughters to be married. I, I want my daughters to have children. I, I want my daughters to have a man in their life that cares about them will raise my grandchildren. I think ultimately they're gonna to wanna to make love, have sex, uh, be in relationship, feel covered, and, de and degrees don't do that. Yeah, Big paychecks don't do that. They, they, they don't do that. Many of us 
women, many of you women were wounded or came from broken families or been through really difficult relationships or your dad wasn't there or their father left you. And so you get into this teaching with your daughter, you know what, get your own money, have your own degrees because men are this and men are that. And so subconsciously, there's something being taught to our women that says succeed first, then consider marriage. Stop me when I'm lying. Get, get your two, three degrees and, and have your college fun. Get it out your system and, you know, do what you do. Make sure you establish and around 29, 30, you know, uh, you know, maybe settle down. By that time, the pick of the litter is getting smaller because by the time you're 30 and I'm 35, 40, I now can have whoever I want if I'm accomplished. Guess what men tend to do? Wrong or right, stop me when I'm lying. They tend to go younger, wrong or right. Now they're looking for whatever they think the Instagram look is or the Instagram body is. And if he's a professional athlete, you can line up every NBA player's wife, wrong or right. They almost look like twins, don't they? <laughs> I mean, the hair, the, the doom, the Come on, stop me when I'm lying. You almost know, okay? And then don't let somebody a la... Michael Jordan, Charles Barkley, what happens on their second marriage? Because in their 50s, now they want to go, what, 25, 30, sometime Caucasian. Whatever you feel about this, just stop me when I'm lying. So what are you saying, Pastor? I am saying, you'll love this. Those of you in your 20s, you may want to start thinking about marriage in college or even pre-college, and of a great brother, in my opinion, who honors God. I got to have that. Now, I can settle for not being six foot 10, and I can settle for not being the finest man that ever lived and not making a million dollars. I, here's the Jesus part of me, I can't acquiesce on this. You must love God to have me because life's gonna happen and we're gonna need Jesus in our life. So I can't play with that. But with the exception of that, you may want to lower your expectations, you'll love this, and catch a brother on the way up. Did I, did I teach for 20 years, never marry potential, marry reality? Well, I'm taking it back. Sometime, you got to pray and ask God, does he have potential for greatness? I said it. Now, I don't know that I would do that when it comes to accepting Jesus. You're going to have to accept Christ before I say I do. But with the exception of accepting Christ, maybe you see something in him. Let me be clear. Lady Vernon saw something in me. Let's be absolutely clear. I was working construction and doing what I had to do. As you can see, I'm a long way from handsome. She won't admit it, but she saw it coming. She saw it. Y'all sitting over there. She won't admit it. I, she saw it. She, hey, she saw it. She, she heard that first sermon. She knew I was coming. She, she loves it. I didn't care. She heard that first sermon. She was like, oh, yeah, ooh. She, but she going to lie. Trust me, she going to lie and say, I didn't know anything. I, listen, she, she saw bro had game. To those of you that are 20-something, my, my, my son just got married to a beautiful young lady, my daughter in love, at 21 years old. And uh, I thought to myself, man, I love it because y'all going to be screwing. And now here come two, three babies and babies, daddies and all that. 
Now, I, I guess this is where the Christian part of me kicks in, and I think the majority of my audience are Christians, but those of you with other faith traditions, I, I'm still glad to have you because this podcast is for everyone because it's raw, it's real, but it has Christian undertones. I'm not apologizing for that. The difference between us, and I can't wait to teach on this because I got something coming up where I'm going to be coaching, and please hear me, I'm going to be coaching, I, I'm doing it, I'm going to be coaching singles. And my wife and I are going to be coaching married couples because we've gotten to a place in our life that's like this is our intellectual property. We're good at it. If somebody feels we're worth investing in to spend some time with us on a personal Zoom or whatever, and like, look, I'm willing to invest in spending time with you guys because the most important thing in my life is who I say I do to. And after I say I do, staying true. Then just keep your eyes open because you're about to start seeing some marketing stuff and just trust me, you're going to be a part of what we're about to do and let me speak into you, whether you be married or single. But that said, come here. I am, I am saying to you, those of you that are listening to me, I now 100% believe that as a believer, I don't get the play date. Because all we're going to do is screw. And then one of us going to have another soul tie or somebody going to get pregnant or somebody going to be mad or here comes a baby that got to be without one of us. So... Saints don't play date. No, saints date on assignment. I can't wait to teach that. We, we date on assignment. Either you have the potentiality to be my husband or what we doing. I, I don't have time to play. My, my friends play. That's why they mad and pregnant and disease and just all kind of stuff I ain't trying to do. So if you meet a brother and the Holy Spirit tells you he loves God, he works hard. No, he don't have anything yet, but I see him getting up and going for it, you may want to catch that brother on the way up. I'm going there. Catch him on the way up by faith. Work with him. Support him as he supports you. And you guys build a life together like my girl and I did. And now, you know, things have worked out all right. Okay? And I know, you know, no, I, I'm not settling. I'm going to wait. Sometime waiting, you can wait too long and the pool gets smaller for credible, available men. So first and foremost, those of you who are in your 20s, okay, late teens, 19, 20, on your way to college, late 20s, and a nice brother comes along, he's a construction worker, or he cuts hair, or he, he does something with his hands, or he's in school, you see the way he honors his mother, he may even have a child, but he's loving his son, he's working two, three jobs, he's doing Uber, you may wanna grab that brother. You may, want to you may want to grab that brother. Don't you wish you would have got in on the ground level with Netflix? <laughs> Don't you wish you would have invested, invested in Walmart when it first came out? And it, come on. Sometimes you got to get in on the ground level. And some of you, you just, you're just too arrogant right now. And you got this thing in your mind. I can have what I want. I'm going to finish school. I want to get married. All right. That's that. So those of you that are... 30s, 40s, 50s, here's another piece of advice for you. I want to read something to you, and this is good. Titus 2.5, I just, last night I was up late, and I just dropped this in my phone. I said, I'm just going to read this to him. Okay, to use good judgment, to be morally pure, also tell them to teach young women to be homemakers, to be kind, and to place themselves under their husband's authority then no one can speak evil of God's word. One more time. Tell them to teach young women to be homemakers. Some of you just threw your phone at the, 
at the at the wall. Some of you just said he got to be out of his mind. This antiquated, patriarchal, chauvinistic. I just call it the Bible. <laughs> the, the Bible says teaching them. Now, I'm not going to get into theology and all that tonight on that level, because there are patriarchal issues in the scripture. We know that sometimes women were treated less than. That's the problem with biblical texts. And I don't want to go here to those of you who are not in the Christian tradition, but the Bible does have patriarchy in it. But here in the New Testament, Paul tells Titus teaching the young women to be homemakers. I don't think that's crazy. I don't think that's crazy. And by the way, before you accuse me of some kind of some kind of patriarchy or chauvinistic thinking, uh, Victory Rose Vernon, my wife, has an earned doctor degree. She has an earned master's degree, an earned bachelor's degree. She helps me pastor the word church. And to me, if she left me today for any reason, I'm telling the lawyer 50 percent. Matter of fact, give her 55. I take 45 because I think she is as responsible for the success of the word church as I am. I, I can't speak for other first ladies. I know pastors who tell me, man, she's support, but she don't really come. You know, she she all right. She don't really hug a lot of people, but she just stay out my way, let me do what I do. That's not my testimony. Everything I have, she was standing right there. Before this crazy pandemic, when I was doing nine services a week, she came to all nine. Pregnant, lap babies, after miscarriages, you name it, she was there. She has been through every heartache, heartbreak with me. I think she is as smart as me and, and smarter than me in many areas. That said, with all the degrees she has, with all of the accomplishments that she has, with all the intelligence that she has, I need my wife. Yeah, she decided to have babies with me, so my, my babies need a mother. And my home needs taken care of. And yeah, we got people that help her and all that, nanny, whatever. People help come cook and all that. You better read Proverbs. She managed them because they can't manage my house, because they make up a bed, they can't make up uh, what's wrong in my children's lives and in me. Nanny can't sleep with me. Yeah, nanny can't dictate and manage. My wife is a homemaker. Woo! She's a homemaker. Mama Williams taught her to take care of your husband. To this day, I hear on the phone, where your husband? I hear my mother-in-law, your, where your husband? Make, make, pastor, all right, take care of your husband. Men want that. Every... Most men want that. We want that. So, okay, I'm all over the place. This is going to be so good. I got to do a part two because I want you to catch this. And women going to join me for the next one and just fight with me and fuss with me. So it's about to get crazy. I, I, I got I to wrap this up. And here's what I want to say to you. To those of you who are 30, 40, I'm going to finish all this, get my doctorate. Let me start some stuff. If Lady Vernon went to heaven... And I had to remarry. I don't care how many degrees a woman has. That's not helping me. As long as she's intelligent and can speak into my life and have intelligent conversation with me and converse with me and uh, capture me cognitively, I don't care how much money she makes. Yeah, what, what is six figures going to do for me? I mean, seriously. I mean, I, I work hard to have my own money. I've made some good decisions, so I don't, I don't really care how much money she makes. I don't. As a matter of fact, it may placate my ego to have to take care of her. It makes me feel more manly. I got you, baby. I got you. When a woman, I don't need your money. I, you're like, well, shoot. You need to get your own. You, you a man, too. Then get you, you, you get you another woman. Y'all just be. No, no. I, I like the idea of being needed. We have egos, most men. Now, this is, this is tight, but 
You can interview your brother, your father. Please, 10 of you guys watch this together. I need you to send this to eight girlfriends and say, girl, look what Pastor Vernon said. Here's what I'm trying to tell you in closing. Lower your expectations, those of you that are now 30, 40, 50, 60, and want to be married. If you want to be married, you're going to now have to lower your expectations in most cases. Can God do a miracle? Is there the one woman watching that you're still going to get six foot five, 300,000 a year, no kids? To the one brother like that left, I hope you get him. But to the rest of you, when a man gets to be 35, 40, 45, he can have the pick of the litter if he approaches you. If some good brother approaches you and he is hardworking, sensitive, kind, Drop off some of the stuff you have to have and at least maybe go out on a date and pray. I mean, there needs to be some things that are important to you. Are you attracted at a certain level? I get it. But if he's hardworking, if not, you might find yourself alone. And okay, where did all this come from? I'm closing with this. How long I got? About five minutes? Okay, I'm good. I'm, I'm closing. My team is telling me I, I want to talk to you. I've been pastoring 22 years this year at the same church, a year before that at my first church. So I've had some single daughters that I have been praying with and praying for for two decades. They do love Jesus. They do have faith. They are abstinent. They are quality, beautiful women, most with a child or two, some with none. Many of them have been wanting to be married since the year 2000 when they met me, 2005, 2010, and have not yet. Is it because they're not quality women? Is it because something's wrong with them? Of course not. They would make, I'm trying to get every single man in the country to come to the word church and pick up your wife. She's waited on you. I have trained her for you. She loves God. She is smart. She is intelligent she is god fearing many of the daughters in my church or the women i know expectations are still maybe a bit too high and have let some good men walk away so we're going to talk about this the next time we get because the older and more successful men get the pickier they get they don't care they don't care I'm closing with this. They don't care about degrees. All these beautiful women you see married to these athletes, please check and see how many degrees they have. Check and see how much money they were making when the brother met them. Men are turned on by sight. That's a part of us I can't stand, but talk to God about it. So then we got this Eurocentric thing, so now they want the, 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 you know, they want the, the Eurocentric look up here, but then they want the African stuff down here. Come on now, they want the Eurocentric long, and then, and then, then they want, we a trip, we a trip, and at least you got somebody telling you the truth. And now I hear some of you saying, well, should I put, put whatever you want to put in you, on you, <laughs> because it don't hurt. If you feel safe, I'm not telling you to do it, I'm not recommending, but those of you say I wanna improve myself, men are turned on by sight. So first and foremost, as I get older, and particularly they remarry, they going for the dime. They going for the dime, whatever the dime is to them. So you need to look as fine as you can, present yourself well, and here's a term God gave me last night, I'm closing with it. 
renegotiate your non-negotiables. <laughs> renegotiate your non-negotiables. You're going to have to have a renegotiation with your non-negotiables. Like, okay, maybe he can be five foot nine. He used to be six three. And maybe he can make 40,000 with potential. Maybe he can have one child, even two, as long as he's been a part of their life. And I'm going to have to get rid of this fairy tale that some man 40, 30, 5, 40, 45 is not going to have at least one child. I want to talk about this more the next time we get together. Season two, as you can see, we're going here. Now, I see the comments. They're going to give them to me. I can't wait. Uh, the next time you see me, I'm bringing some ladies uh, to the table and uh, intelligent women that can hold their own. And we're going to talk about this and let them disagree with me, but I hope they have some real statistics to disprove me because 70% of black women, one in four women that are black will get married. That stat is staggering when there are some good brothers out here that you let walk away. Let's talk about that. Those of you who want to be loved, to the men watching this, I want you to pray about staying with these beautiful black sisters and picking one with major potential that can love you. I'm gone when I tell you. Did I tell you I just celebrated 24 years, silver? Next year, February 14th, I'm gonna marry her for the fifth time because I want my kids to see about 10 weddings before we die. So every five years, I'll remarry her in front of them. It's for them. I don't care if don't nobody come to the wedding but my five children, I want them to see. She caught me going up, stuck with me, believed in me. And she had a couple children when I met her, and now we have three together, this big, beautiful, blended family. So to the brothers watching, man, don't give up on a sister because life has happened. Uh, I need some people to do some holy hookups. We know we want to have sex. We know we want to make love. We know we want to honor God. Let's do this thing right. My last point is I hope this is not discouraging in any way because I still want you to keep believing God because I don't care what's missing. When God got his hand on you, what God has for me, it is for me. So even with a shortage of men, God has sent you the right one because of your faithfulness. I really believe that. While everybody else is like, there's no men, he'll walk past all them sisters like, I like you. So let's keep that in mind. Listen, I'm out of here. If you believe that R.E. Verdant Ministries is a good ground, if this blessed you, I got to show you a little bit of this before we go. Uh, our Christmas giveaway, uh, just take a look. Uh, because of you, we were, in, we were able to invest about $10,000 in coats, boots. Take a look for yourself, man. We couldn't Photoshop this. Boots, coats, toys, and hundreds Hundreds of people who needed help over Christmas were blessed because of your donations. So would you please continue to support R.E. Vernon Ministries? It's right there. If this blessed you tonight, if you heard some truth in this, we need some people to join Vernon Village. I'm, I'm upping it. I need some people that would do at least a one-time $200 gift, $200 gift to say, I believe in what you're doing, Pastor. And I'm going to support this podcast. I'm going to support your family and what you're trying to do to help Cleveland and abroad. As we get out of here, please, uh, you see it right there. Bless our life. Bless our family. We promise to keep helping people. We're coming back 
to talk about this whole lower your expectations season two of uh re vernon tv is going to be off the chain father bless them all until we meet again in jesus name i'll see you next time